The Bite Goes On is up next, but first, check out this other great show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Destination Eat Drink. I'm Brent Peterson. This week on the podcast, Paul Cullen, bass player from Bad Company, tells us about his first experience with fine wine in the back of a tour bus after a show. He goes, hey, do you like wine? I said, well, I don't know if I've really had good wine. He goes, have you ever had Chateau de Pop? And I oh. said, shut the, what the, what the pop, what? <laughs> well, he popped that bottle and I was in wine heaven. Download the podcast today on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hi, welcome to The Bike Goes On. This is Brian Casey with Sandra Bernstein. Hey, babe. How are you? I'm doing good, Sandra. Brian, thank God I get to see you once a week because I swear to God, this is like the only regular thing in my life. Well, no, no, no. My walk every day is regular, but you're like the second regular thing. Uh, well, I'm, I'm happy to bring joy to you. Thank you. <laughs> well, we have more joy to bring to us today. We've got, I'm just going to say Ari. Ari, 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 Ari. Ari. Yeah. So this is something, Brian, you may have not known. But we went to the same high school. What? Ari and I. Yep. We went to Harriton High School. Yeah. She used to shove me in the lockers and do all kinds oh. of things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kick the locker. I know that sounds so crazy, but I graduated in 78. When did you graduate? 97. That's really fucked up. Seriously, thought, that is so wrong. If he started that sentence with 2000, I was going to drop my job. Yeah, but yeah. even then, not, you, did you say 97? Yeah, yeah, 97, I graduated. 97 is when I opened The Girl in the Thick. Yeah. Yeah, how yeah. crazy is that? You were like a high school kid. You were like a little, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I, Weisswasser is, right? Weisswasser? I have the worst pronunciation on names, so no, I'm really you actually, sorry. Yeah. yeah, you know, that was good. That was perfect. Okay, good. So anyway, um, our friend Ari owns the Glen Ellen Star. He's our neighbor, a few doors down from the Fig Cafe. And um, how are you? You know, I mean, under the circumstances, I'm, we're, you know, pretty good. I think. I mean, I, I, you know, all, all, all things, all things considering, we're uh, pretty, pretty lucky. Yeah, I know. It's, um, yeah. I mean, you have to look for the silver linings in all of this, and yeah. um, you have a beautiful, beautiful family. So, you know, they're healthy and happy, and we're living in this most incredible place. Yeah. But yeah, that's true. It's not really fun to be in business right now. Uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's true. Um, so yeah, I, when, I I couldn't have said it better. Yeah, and I'm making light of it, but because you know it's not a crying day. I'm not crying my eyes out today. But um, in the beginning, when this happened mid March, you and I had a couple of text calls back and forth, like "Holy shit, yeah. what are you doing?" Like I have no idea what we're doing. We're closed. I don't know when we're opening. You're like, okay, we're doing it, and you. I think you've been really, really hardcore consistent from the beginning where you didn't, you didn't give in, you didn't stop. You just made it happen. So what, tell us what you were doing. Like, what was your thought process? 
Uh, well, you know, we, we were on spring break um, on, it was March 10th or 11th. And we were flying from SFO to, to Paris. We were in, maybe we had two hours left on the flight and um, I, I, ca I couldn't sleep on the flight. So I, I kind of caved and, and bought Wi-Fi for 20 bucks for the last oh, two hours. Oh. And uh, I got all these texts from my business partner, Bruce, to a bunch of friends to basically turn around and come home. <laughs> I and am I just, so uh, sorry. Yeah, it was did crazy. You? Did, you? did yeah. you turn around? Yeah, 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 we did. We, so we, we landed, we got our baggage, we got to our Airbnb, we saw the Eiffel Tower, we got on the, on the train, <laughs> on the tunnel, got to London, had dinner at uh, Davis and Brooke. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and bailed out of Heathrow the next day. We were in Paris for a night, London for a night, and back home. We spent the girls' seventh birthday uh, on the airplane home. Oh, um, oh my God. Yeah, that was a, it was a hell of a turnaround. Um, but, you know, we were closed for the Monday, Tuesday, and we just reopened on that Wednesday to go and just picked a menu with it that we thought would work um, and just kind of went from there. And we really had amazing support since. So, you know, it's just been just kind of feel, feeling our, our way through it. Um, but yeah, so we, we, we opened to go. We did that, you know, basically just flying blind five, three days, five days a week. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's kind of how we, how we started, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, since then we've evolved to some seating and we've hired a, some staff back and we picked up a little bit of, um, of, of, of momentum that, that made it a little easier. Did you get a PPP loan? Yeah, yeah, we did. Was that helpful? Yeah, it was it was extremely helpful. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. There may um, be another round where I heard. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. I was reading about that. I mean, the PPP. You know, we we I try to operate as if we didn't have a PPP. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that didn't necessarily work all the time, but uh, mm -hmm. I feel like you know we're 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 reopening for seven days um, in two weeks. I think it's August tenth is the first Monday, mm -hmm. and. Um, you know, we were, we were able to hire most most of our, our employees back. Some were a little hesitant. Um, but I think, you know, all, all in all, we probably got about 80, 85% of our staff back. Mm -hmm. And then um, did everything shut down in the on the catering side? Yeah, I mean, everything's pretty much, I mean, we have 12 person elopements, weddings, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, we have we have a couple contracts with some uh, some nonprofits that we're doing um, you know meals for. Um, most people have been postponing until next year, so mm -hmm. we're able to kind of roll the the deposit over. Um, some people are executing just smaller events or drop offs or socially distant things like that. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, for for this year, we're not really counting on much. Yeah, ditto. Yeah, ditto, ditto. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, do you, I mean, having the whole staff back, I mean, you have some outdoor seating. I mean, you don't need them all right now, do you? I mean, you will maybe when you're seven days. Um, we actually do. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. Um, That's great. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We've, uh, I, I get, you know, half of our business right now is, um, is to go. Mm-hmm. And it's just to do it the right way. It's an enormous effort. Um, and 
you know, my now, right now, you know, a, a lot of a lot of my time is away from the restaurant. Um, with, you know, we're we're basically re relaunching an entire catering company. We're redoing all the portfolios. Um, I'm really just trying to, you know, get get to know that 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 side of of the business. And then at nighttime, you know, I'll be at at the restaurant. But that that whole all that support that I used to, um, you know, be able to give to the restaurant, it's I just can't do that anymore. Um, and so within that, within that infrastructure, I kind of had to almost replace myself, um, okay. in, you know, in a way and to, to keep consistency and change the menu like we do. I mean, you know, we're, we're, we haven't really changed our approach. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it just takes a lot of kind of creative, you know, effort and, and uh, I guess work, so to speak. Um, I mean, we, you know, we, we don't have a, a large staff by any means either. So it, it's mm -hmm. kind of, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I'd say when we open for seven, we're going to, we, I think we're hiring, it's only going to take another four additional employees mm -hmm. to open for, for, for seven days. So, you know, as from a business standpoint, it, you know, the, 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 the model would work out pretty well. Very cool. And you added some AstroTurf? Yeah. Yeah, we have, uh, that's exactly what it is. We have three dining rooms now, um, outside of the restaurant and, um, you know, we're, we're looking at our parking lot right now uh, in the event that the winter, you know, is not, you know, we're, we're not permitted for any indoor dining. We're looking at solutions that we can kind of um, create an environment that's at least welcoming and heated and, uh, and, and ventilated and kind of, you know, just a, a safe environment for, for mm -hmm. guests. Mm -hmm. Wait, so what does that look like? Um, Kind of an elaborate schematic or a kind of layout of tents and heaters and um, hard floors and just you know something that that doesn't feel like we're just opening just to open. We actually want to see if we can create some kind of uh, you know an uh, ambiance or, or a place that people would actually want to go to. Yeah. Um, you know, despite everything that's happening, what I've seen is there's certainly demand for. For something like that i mean you know we, we don't have our, our, our tourism but i mean by the time you get to november when we're done with the power shutoffs and you know godzilla and king kong and whoever else is going to rip through our, our town the hornets. Um, yeah the murder <laughs> hornets and uh you know the the nba bubbles and whatever yeah. else is happening out there i i you know i mean we we try to make a reservation as a family for four people on saturday night <laughs> at 10 o'clock in the morning. And I mean, nothing for four wow. people. No, nothing for four people in any restaurant in town at all. Like yeah. not nothing, not even close. Well, um, yeah, actually we're a few. Yeah, I think you gotta be like a week ahead. I can't, I said to Brian earlier, I can't even get anybody a table anymore. No, I know, which is great now. But but I mean, I just, I hopefully that, that doesn't change because uh, you know, I mean, when, when, when the table inventory is cut by 60%, you know, and, and we're at capacity. I mean, we have friends renting and selling their homes here for numbers that you wouldn't believe. I mean, the, the demand to be up here is yeah, that's, that, that's not going to change. So from my, you know, what, what the way I'm looking at it is, you know, if we can keep some kind of a, a some, I mean, you know, I, I feel like to go will we'll, we'll be pretty strong. And if we can provide seating, the, uh, you know, the kind of in, in a safe way and, and, and the right way, you know, I mean, it's not going to, we're not going to be hitting grand slams here, but 
I, you know, we, we could, we could probably at least limp through quarter four, <laughs> quarter one. Mm -hmm. No, that makes total sense. I think we're going to be definitely shut down and uh, just doing to go, you know, just really trying to get to the other side. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of crazy. What, um, I mean, do you like, what, do you have a five year plan? Like if, if everything was like normal, like where would you have seen yourself in five years? Um, you know, I, well, we, we, Aaron and I bought, uh, we, we bought into Park Avenue Catering um, about two weeks before this whole thing happens. <laughs> I know, I felt horrible for you. Um, but there's, there's a great structure there. There's wonderful support. Um, it actually really saved me now because most of our core catering staff is now working at, at the restaurant. Oh, nice. Um, which is a great opportunity for cross training and to kind of keep, you know, who we need around for when we need them next year. I mean, next year's calendar is pretty much almost full at mm -hmm. this point. We have, you know, we, we had a lot of momentum for 2021. Now all the events that we can't do are now into 2021. So, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're going to need our, our core staff to, to, to get out of this mess. And, you know, the restaurant's really providing the opportunity to keep people kind of in, in, you know, in house. Um, but for five years, I mean, you know, I, I, I saw myself, you know, well into the uh, catering game by then. And, um, you know, really possibly considering another restaurant, but not, but, you know, not, not until we really figure out why our industry is so broken <laughs> and so um j just kind of like so backwards really i mean well, why I, you don't know. you explain that because i don't know that people will understand what you're saying i understand um you know i i feel like the value the perceived value of going out to dinner is going to have to change and um you know to to, to have well, first two parts. One, this whole you know minimum wage, um, you know gratuity mess is it's just a total mess. I mean, you 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 can't expect business owners to carry the minimum wage increase and go and continue you know having tips, um, or at least gratuities the way the way that they are. So I think you know mainly the cost of going out to dinner is going to have to increase twenty five to thirty five percent across the board, and um, you know, if, if you expect operators to, to want to be in this business and, and, and have it be profitable for any means, and we're not talking about major, you know, margins here. We're just talking about comparable margins than any other business, you know, from 16 to 25% or, or, I mean, for it to be worth anybody's while, it's got to be worth it. And, and to do that, I mean, labor and staff, that's, that's, that's the biggest challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, rather than cut costs, it's it's almost like you know you're going to have to spend more money in, in in a restaurant, and and until that's kind of just common and and or or at least uh, I think accepted, I, I think I think we're just going to have a major major challenge. So, how do you think that can happen? Because um, you know, is it just like okay, we're going to raise our prices and hope that the people still come, um, because you know, our industry really has the gamut from having a $2, you know, on sale Big Mac, or I don't know what you can get for $2, but then you go all the way up to something like $450 a person. 
and on the board, I think when people think about a more expensive or a higher perceived value for what they're, you know, willing to spend more money, don't you see people as wanting to upgrade up to the next level? Almost. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at it as a level of dining experience, although that is important and that, that, that does have to be kind of, um, congruent with what you're spending. Mm -hmm. But I think it, it, a lot of it for me would come down to products and, and I mean, sourcing and feeling good about what you're putting in your body. I mean, I mean, you know, every once in a while I'll go to a fast food restaurant, whether it's like Chick-fil-A or McDonald's or In-N-Out and not because I actually want to eat there. <laughs> it just kind of gives me a little bit of perspective. You know, what, what, you know, how is the experience? Who's eating in there? How busy are they? How do I feel 10 minutes after I eat? You know, that, all, all these things are important. And, you know, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of value when you look at going to a farmer's market or having a farm and sourcing and really thinking about, you know, every little ingredient that goes onto the plate and, and people are having, I mean, there's, that, there's, there's a lot to me, I would value something like that. And I feel like there's this culture shift where people are, not, I mean, they're already in, in this area. We're kind of lucky because we have a lot of people that do value that, that, that will pay 40, $42 for, you know, a snake river Wagyu, you know, cut of Zabutan. And if, you know, everything's done right and, and, uh, and uh, executed. Um, but I, I think just on a grand scale, that's, that's really what, what's going to, um, I, I, yeah, I hate using the word value, but I, I feel like that's, that's going to hold it, it, hold its value and, and, uh, and, and hold its own. And that's worth paying for. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, on the, on the flip side, obviously execution service logistics, I mean, you know, nothing can really suffer. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that, I, I guess that that's where, where my head's been and that's where my head is on the catering front. And, being able to do that for a 450 person wedding and doing you know, four other events at the same time, you know, that's, that's a huge step up for, for, for you know, for, for me really. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's, that, that's what's going to have to happen. Do you see us doing 450 people weddings next year? Um, we have a couple on the book right now. I I mean, I'm thinking he's probably got those contracts signed, Sandra. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have deposits and I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know what? I, I'm not even looking at next year right now. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I'm, I'm focused on today. I'm focused on, yeah. you know, this, this, this week. Um, um, I'm just, you know, this, this month, this next payroll. I mean, when we get there, then we'll get there. If we don't have it, then, you know, then we're going to have to, you know, shrink our shrink our company cut some cut some yeah. expenses i mean who knows yeah i mean there's something to be said with trying to um you know have a backup plan for some of these things i mean we have so much right now is so out of our control and you know on one hand it's such a frustrating thing especially when you're a control freak like i'm a control freak i you know, want to know what we're doing, when we're doing it, and who's doing what. And then at the same time, there's something about um, kind of letting that go when somebody else is in charge and telling you what can happen and what can happen. And so I think part of my time has been like, okay, how do you deal with this? How do you just go with the flow? How do you go okay? You know what, but, we've, we've, we've been kind of training for this since 2017, honestly. Yeah, um, true. I mean, those two weeks, were totally insane. 
I mean, nothing, nobody had any idea what was going on. I mean, you know, you and I probably thought our restaurants were going to literally burn down yeah, and, trying totally. to understand, and trying to deal with that from San Francisco with my yeah. family because they couldn't breathe. And I mean, it's, yeah. that was crazy. And then the Paradise Fire and who knew if that was going to come close and how that was going to affect us. And I woke up one morning and my car was covered in ash and the fire was four hours away. Mm-hmm. And then where's demand? Do people even want, I mean, what the hell is happening? And then the power shutoffs last year. I mean, we're rolling with these, yeah. these, you know, crazy decisions, these crazy things that are happening. So when this started to happen, I mean, you, you, you know, you just kind of go back to survival mode, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you just, it's, 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 it's instinct. But it's interesting because this is so invisible, you know, like you can see how close the fire is coming. You can feel it. You can have those visuals and what the visual is right now for the pandemic is, you know, blue safety masks and gloves and shields and, you know, it's, but you can't really see the actual danger. You know, you don't know how close it is. You don't know if it's affecting, you know, right there. But, um, yeah, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't have anything to add to this. <laughs> Brian, what were you well, going to ask? Um, I don't think I was going to ask. I just say, I, I think what Ari was saying is it's interesting. I think some restaurants will, will try and the restaurants that are providing an experience will have to charge more money. And then there will be restaurants that I think have learned from this whole thing about grab and go or RTD, RT, whatever you want to call it, sort of like the Sunflower Cafe model where people come, order, get a number, which is basically what we're doing at the Fairmont, because you're going to have to, your labor cost has to go down. There, You can't run a restaurant the same way that you did. I was just talking to Sandra about last night, we did our first plated service for a table because it was a small wedding party. And I originally thought when we got back to the hotel with minimal staff, you know, we're running a skeleton crew. I thought, well, we could do table side service. And then just having that one party of eight and realizing how long it, I needed three people to run the food because, you know, I need I, how long it took to clear the table for four courses. And, yeah. I'm just, I, and that's one table. <clears throat> and so to think about, okay, times that by another 20, now you're talking about how much staff you're going to need, how, how much labor is involved. I just, right now, I think um, people, are gonna are have okay. to, <laughs> people are just going to have to figure out, and, and the, the guests are going to have to either decide that they want to spend the money for that added, like, like Ari was saying, the added value, the experience, or they're going to go places where you're not getting that, you're not getting taken care of like you normally do at one of your guys' restaurants. It's just something where you're, you're going out to eat and it's going out with friends and it's just all about, you know, being out with your friends and, and having dinner, but not about, you know, the incredible service that you get at the restaurant and how they mm-hmm. are taking such good care of you. Cause I, I just, I don't, I don't know how you guys do it. I mean, it's, it's hard and not enough people understand what it's like running a restaurant and the margins that you guys run on. And so something like this is just a big kick in the teeth. And, and for you guys to raise prices, I think, you know, if you ever were going to do it, this is the time to do it because who's going to say, oh my God, you guys are raising prices and have a problem with it. There's tons of explanations that you can give right now for why you're having to do that. Just cover the mass cost. <laughs> I'm going but, through gloves like crazy. 
Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and even in line with that, I mean, you know, Danny Meyer, the last week or two, basically went back to his old yeah. uh, tipping program and, you know, kind of, I, for one, was on, on the fence, like, okay, let's see how this works, you know, let's see how we Yeah, does. we had that conversation, was that a month ago? easily a month ago and I still said I wasn't I didn't think it was working for him um you know and I just like so scared to potentially I, I mean honestly what I really think it is I think he tried to get staff back and he couldn't get staff back for you know couldn't pay for without the tips I really believe that. And I think getting that quality staff back where people can go to another restaurant and try and make what they were making, I think it makes it really difficult to, to hire staff. Um, when we first got the PPP and we started spending it, we were paying servers $45 an hour. Yeah. You well, know, yeah, like, yeah but, but but that's when you had that small window, right? That you had exactly, to use exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. Oh, yeah. It didn't last long until when we realized that we were going to stop and we shut down again. But that's what you. That's what we kind of needed to pay. Yeah. Not that you know some people didn't want to come back even for that, but I would imagine that's what a really highly qualified server that does a really good job—they're making forty-five to fifty-five dollars an hour. So yeah. how, as a company, can you afford that? It's I and I agree—you have to raise the prices. The prices have to be the same. But if you're paying forty-five, fifty dollars a person an hour. Whether you are a restaurant where the steak is $42 or the steak is $65, the labor cost is roughly the same. Maybe with the $65 steak, you need a few more people maybe, maybe a little bit high quality, I don't know. But that doesn't change with the prices necessarily. So it's not, it doesn't like totally align itself. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I, it, I mean, there's a, it, there's a lot of questions. I don't know where we go. I don't know where we go. I mean, I think the three of us have all different tipping models. Um, I think you're a pooled house. Yes, still? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I mean, why did you in the, have you been that way the whole time since yeah. you opened? What was um, the decision? I mean, no, my, my opening general manager, we just, we, we, had a, we had this with our opening crew and we do it every year. Um, we just had this, you know, a democratic voting system, right? And everybody wanted that, that to happen. And so we put it in writing, everybody signed and every year we do the same thing. How are things going? This is what's going on. Okay. This is the policy and this is it. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, to be honest with you, when I first opened, I didn't know anything about the front of the house, <laughs> <laughs> not at nothing. So, I mean, I knew the, I knew the, the law. Yeah, but the I'm politics sure you followed. Uh, yeah, so my head was down. I was trying to figure out the food, and then when I actually had a chance to like take a step back, it took about eighteen months um, to really understand the whole animal, what was actually happening. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it it started to make a little bit more uh, sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's the most equitable. It, it's the fairest thing to do, and of course, the people that like it the least are the are generally the servers who like to sell high-end wine and the, the servers who um, like it the most are ones that aren't used to making that much money. But you're either, you're managing either way. You're either managing your employees because someone's not pulling their weight or you're managing 
the bickering that goes on because how come they're getting sat this table over there and how come I'm not getting uh, as many tables or, I mean, it's, it's all just managing it. So, well, you know, it's, it's also different when half of your sales are to go and uh, you know, you have, we have one server who's an expediter and we have one host who uh, is, is making contacts and you know, the uh, kitchen's putting all the food out and then you have three other servers that are working outside. So it's like, you, you know, every it, it's, it's yeah. just different. It's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a totally different model. Yeah, we're going and, through and, that at the and, hotel. You know, on, on, yeah. And then like, like on to go, you're, I mean, you wouldn't expect anybody to tip 20%. It's not, that's not going to happen. So you just, it's a different world. Yeah, we're, we're already starting to get a little taste of the bartenders we're pooling currently. And, and it means uh, pool staff. So a runner, bartender, um, me as a maitre d' is what I'm called now. But, but there's little um, little uprisings of, hey, that person is just running food. I'm a more skilled employee. I'm actually making cocktails. Um, I'm doing everything. I mean, I'm cleaning cabanas for guy, Christ's sake. So, um, but, but we're all, we're all basically making the same, the same money. Yeah. It's just one of those types, like, and I was telling Sandra, I just keep telling myself, I am a reed in the wind. I am a reed in the wind. <laughs> you just have to surround yourself right now with other people that have that mentality. Yeah. You know, Ari, I'm, I'm sheltered in, in home. I haven't, oh, I've been out five times. No way, really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I literally live on Zoom and my computer and my phone, and I went to see the reopening when we reopened the patio and brought, you know, ordered a bunch of stuff and redid that and went to see it. And then went to see when we opened the plaza, but I definitely fall in a high risk zone and always been a little bit paranoid anyway. Um, and yeah, and I have plenty of work to do. I, I feel like I'm working 12 hours a day anyway, because I have that much to do, but it's it's definitely interesting on the guest side and the employee side and you know just this past week i um i did not know that on july 2nd the state said guests need to be wearing their mask unless they are eating or drinking so between courses when they're placing the order when they're paying the check all those things they're supposed to have their mask on. Yeah, that's not and happening. No, I know it's not happening. So we've changed our language. I'm putting that back out there because that's the law. Somebody went on Instagram and totally shamed me in on Instagram on a stream. Like you're not doing it right. Um, you your mask rules are very lax, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? We the employees had to sign something when they came back saying that they were going to follow all the safety protocol. There's signs everywhere. There's masks everywhere. There's sanitizer everywhere, and we're doing hypersensitive to all this stuff. Yeah. And then she's like, well, you know, I had friends that were there, and they weren't. Um, you know, when the, they came to take the order, the table next to us, they didn't put their mask back on when the person came. And I'm like, what are you talking about? They're at their table. When you're at the sanctuary of your table, you, you're allowed to have your mask off. And they're like, no, you need to check the rules. And I did check the rules. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. It's hard enough getting some people to just wear their mask to just go to the restroom, much less say, ooh, 
you put your fork down. You better you better put your mask back on. It's you know I mean, yeah, two things. One, I'm, I'm sure that that rule and whoever put that in place is it's in the best interest of everybody. And I'm not going to argue that. But it's it, the whole the whole concept is just ridiculous in my mind. It's like if you're going to go out and sit down at dinner. And then you have to put yeah, your you mask on in between sipping wine and water. Right. It's just Crazy. It, it's not realistic. Let's just no. be honest. And no, of course I mean, not. It's not. It's it's the whole. And thing it's not crazy. fun. Well, I mean, fun is like I mean, you know, if if you can make the argument and just shut the whole thing down, like let's. But I mean, that's just I I you know I would not want that to happen. And and um, you know, I I just yeah, I mean, you know, wearing wearing your mask. I mean, we we've been pretty lucky. I mean, our guests approach with a mask when they come up to the with the car and the window goes down for to go. There's a mask on. I mean, we wear the masks. They get up, they put a mask under the bathroom. I can't account for one incident where a guest was unruly or refused or got mad. Um, You're lucky. You know, I mean, we, we did have a guest complain because they, they walked in to go to the bathroom and, you know, big secret, but cooks still taste their food, even if they're cooking with masks on. And that'll yeah. never change. So it's like, right. yeah, we have bandanas and you, you take it down, you take a tasting spoon, you taste it, you put it back on. And somebody got upset because they tasted the pasta and it's like are you are you kidding like yeah what what are you what are you talking about i mean <laughs> yeah those people need to stay home and just yeah, I, but i mean themselves. it's just like yeah i i mean I, I don't know that for for me that's just as important if you can't taste food i mean we we still cook like we still season we still yeah. do things from scratch and that's all part of the, that value model you know that's all part of going to the farmer's market or your garden and cooking it to order and putting it out. And I mean, you know, you, you take that away, then, then you're talking about McDonald's fast food and that's it. Yeah. Right. I think that's a small percentage, Sandra, that's, that's actually going to have that reaction. It's, it's I, much better now than it yeah. was. Well, actually I shouldn't say that the first couple of weeks were rough. We definitely were policing people. Then it got good. And then on the second shutdown again, people have been really a little bit over the top. And we've been policing a little bit, but we want people to have a good time. I mean, they're out, they're spending money, they're taking a chance, but I want our staff safe. Bottom line. Yeah, that's true. That's the bottom line. If our staff's not safe, um, you know, then what? I mean, we have a situation that is unraveling itself right now where we have an employee who may or may not have COVID and the employee lives with a bunch of other cooks and these employees are shared by about five or six restaurants in town. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what are we doing? You know, how are we dealing with this? not totally Wait. sure quite yet you know what it, 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 it's an interesting perspective so i have i have a you know, i do some consulting in my in my spare time mm -hmm. <laughs> um i have a client in houston and up until this point i was there once a month for about four or five days and um a totally different town obviously totally different state completely different perspective and it's interesting to follow how they're handling all of this. I mean, they're in Houston. They're in like, you know, not a good area right now. Mm -hmm. um, we're, we're lucky in my eyes. I mean, the, the, the guests, are, you know, according to them are not as compliant. Um, they're blatantly not compliant. Right. Yeah. In Texas. And, 
Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I just there's yeah. some incident. I mean, we still check in once a week, and I just check in with them. But it's like some of some of their challenges are literally like policing guests to put a mask on, just sit down, and they yeah. refuse. Yeah. And it's like, what do you do? So, so then you're not in business. Like you're not. I mean, it's just what a, what yeah. you try to think about. Add that to your plate right now, and it's like, I mean, I'm just I'm just thankful that we don't have to deal with with too many if 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 any of that well today i heard something that basically and it was in regards to uh the cares act and the new stimulus packages that were coming out and the republicans are pretty good to go they're they're good to get people actually let me take this back they were talking about whose liability the insurance should be and they want to add a liability clause in this new package so the Republicans are the restaurant, the businesses shouldn't be responsible. They can't be sued if somebody sues them saying they got COVID in their business, that they should not be allowed to do that. And the Democrats are like, no, they should be able to do that. People should be able to sue, which is insane. I mean, that's okay, the other well, reason. All right, well, first of all, that's, that's blanket language. Number one, if, if the business is taking the proper protocols, mm-hmm. there's no way. Right. But if, you know, if one of your COVID, you know, positive employees runs into the building sneezing on everyone, then fine. But I mean, let's, let's let's draw a line here and let's have some friggin' common sense. Listen, I totally agree. I mean, when they said, okay, you know, restaurants are going to pay for workers comp. If someone gets sick, you know, the restaurateur has to prove that they didn't get COVID in your establishment. Otherwise it would become a workers comp case that you do. I mean, there's a lot of things that are very pro employee that are very expensive to be an employer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm curious to hear, um, you know, what's happening in Washington this week and how it'll affect us and how it'll change some things. I definitely expect some things to happen in the next 10 days. And, yeah. you know, which, which is, which will be good. I mean, hopefully, hopefully give us a break. But yeah, um, yeah I, uh, you know, watching some of our colleagues and friends across the country going through what they're going through. I mean, Gavin Kaysen, you know, closing one of his restaurants. I know, and, that was, that was, and, and, and Ludo too. And Ludo with me. Yeah. I mean, it's just really, really. Tough, man, that, I, I, I don't even like to go on Instagram anymore because it gives me that, that stomach churning yeah. anxiety now. Because every yeah. time I go on there, I see something that's like, yeah. just that you would, you, you could never imagine. Um, yeah. But you know what? What was that? Uh, uh, Grant, um, Akish. Uh, yeah. Are you in? Uh, sorry, there's a. A hawk. There's like a falcon or something over here. A falcon. Here. Ooh. <laughs> uh, shut up. Um, air. He has a concept. I, I was looking at it yesterday. AIR Air. Uh huh. No, I haven't seen right, it check, yet. Check his Instagram feed. He's got this like. Oh he's like, God. look. He's like, there's an air. He's like, this is like an air traffic controller directing two different kitchens, doing 110 covers a night with like 17 courses. I think he's like doing that experience. And it's totally insane that they're, they're trying to do this with masks on, with like Slack channels on their phone. Like the, the communication to get the food to the table is just oh crazy. Oh my God. Right? Well, his partner, I, mean, his... I, I love him, but it's like, 
you're it's insane, insane to do that. It's yeah. crazy. And his partner, the um, the other yeah, guy, yeah. and the guy who does uh, talk, Nick. Yeah, yeah, the talk stuff. I mean, he was saying he couldn't believe it, but he's not allowed to say anything about the food. He has to let Grant just do what he wants. I mean, to I'm do. yeah, but it's so him that just all right. Yeah, let's let's take this and like and let's try crazy. to create you know a linear yeah. air. I mean, and it's all open outdoor on rooftops, and it's like it's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. <laughs> I love it though. That was actually one of my positive Instagram experiences in the last 24 hours. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. That's a positive. Yeah, it's, you know, Instagram used to be a place where at least you could see pretty pictures and it would be happy. And, you know, it's not staying that way. Next door, I deactivated this week because I had some crazy lunatic went off on me so bad that I was I've just actually like, I've actually never been on. Oh, don't, don't. I, I, I don't need it's, it. It's just horrible. It's like I'm trying to cut down like all of it. <laughs> it's hard. I, I had a positive experience. I got my, well, th so this isn't positive. My car got broken into oh, no. the other night. And we live on Where? a, it's, at the hotel or at home? No, no. I, so I live over by Sonoma State. We live in a really nice neighborhood. We're on a court, very quiet court. And went, went out to my car in the morning and glove compartment was open. The console was open. Um, and so someone had, and they took all my change. It was probably like $20 worth of change. Didn't take sunglasses that were in there. Wow. Didn't take any of my personal information, but, um, so we decided, you know, let's just file a police report just to make sure that it's, that it's documented. And then somehow it got onto next door and I started getting messages from other people saying, Oh, my car, someone went through my car the other night. And then someone said, um, what time was it? Because I have a camera. I'm on the corner of Matisse and Montero. And if you tell me generally what time it was, I can pull up the video and we can actually see who it was. Oh my God. So someone can see your house. On well, they could, they could see have, someone. Do you have ring? Do you have ring or something like that? We're getting something. You gotta man. get it. Yeah. You gotta get really? It. <laughs> oh yeah. It's great. Can I, can I hook that up? I thought, how did you do it if you're not techie? Me? Did Aaron, oh, Aaron. do it? Aaron yeah. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> All right, Aaron. She, does, she, she, she crushes that kind of stuff. But like in Costco, you, your starter kit's like 280 bucks or whatever, and you can add cameras on. And it's there's a doorbell. You know, you, I mean, and the kids love it because like Halloween and, you know, Thanksgiving, they change the doorbells. You got like turkeys and like. Oh, my God. Like but, you know, more importantly, you have a ring and a lot of my neighbors have rings. And there's a weekly report. And like when packages come and they get stolen, like these idiot yeah. kids wow. in the camera. And then you're like, oh, that's so-and-so. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. What is but it? What is the world coming to? It's, it's uh, but yeah, everyone's connected. It's ring. Um, I mean, there's plenty of them out there, but that, that's like a good thing. And you know, it, it's on your phone. And every time there's a package or anytime there's movement within, you can set the distance from your door. So not every car that passes, but right. Um, It'll show it. You just go right in. Wow. And 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 you can speak to them. You know, you could say you're. you're hey, you're robbing me! Stop robbing me! <laughs> you're only pennies. You don't need pennies. <laughs> or you you'd actually be horrified at a lot of the people when they deliver the packages. And I see this because we live in a court. I get to see this firsthand. I don't know why they bother walking close to the door to then just throw the thing onto your doorstep. And I've, <laughs> I've, I've heard things break where they just throw it on the doorstep and you hear something and you go, yeah. you could have taken two more steps 
<laughs> have you had any supply chain um, issues since this whole thing? Oh yeah, me yeah. Yeah, like what 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 are you finding? Not not so much right now. Um, uh, we had a chicken and a beef, like two week uh, shortage. Um, where uh, let's see. Uh, not like well i mean you know we work with like uh, uh snake river so snake river kind of went dark for about two weeks then they had a bunch of frozen product that we couldn't use um i don't you know, like mary's got a little bit uh um in interrupted i think there's certain cheeses that we order like belfiore mozzarella curd i haven't seen that or i think it just came back just kind of more specialty stuff mm -hmm. but who are really trying to use and it's really hard to do it in volume are the local like um or some like the smaller pork pig farmers and like I petaluma know. Uh, you know liberty duck and like i just can't go through more than 20 ducks a week and i, I feel right. for them and i'm trying to figure out like i don't know um what was the other one yano seco we've mm -hmm. used in sausages um front porch we reach out to and just like i don't know man i mean i i don't know what they're doing i was at the market yesterday and uh in Marin. Yeah, yeah, in Marin. And I mean, I haven't gone, honestly, in, in, in a couple of weeks. And I brought one of my daughters and all the farmers have gloves on and there's lines everywhere because you have to be six feet apart. And then it's like, you know, they're, they need to take your order. You can't pick anything anymore. So it's like going to the farmer's market took, I don't know, an hour and a half or usually would take me 15 minutes. And it's like, right. I, I don't I just don't have the time. Like, I, right. how do you do that? Um, but, but you... I mean, you guys are growing a lot of stuff though right now. I mean, yeah. you pretty much, could you get everything? Oh yeah, Brian has a picture of your farm. That's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, Kentucky I, Farm in the background I, I, there. That looks familiar, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, those two heads of lettuce. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, are you getting enough, qua the quantity? Um, well, I mean, you know, I mean like, well, you, you would probably know this, I mean, the, the the more the more variety you grow the more i mean there's, there's a certain balance right like you can't go crazy so you know we have padron peppers eggplant all kinds of tomatoes all of our lettuces and herbs um we have plums and you know we have fig trees and um there's also a lot of um you know uh biodynamic kind of non non-edible plants that, that, that that are on the farm that kind of take a lot of a lot of the real estate but um I feel like we're in a good balance for what we grow, mm -hmm. but you know, beyond that, there's things like, you know, there, there's certain things that don't make sense for us to grow that mm -hmm. just, you know, like cauliflower or Brussels sprouts and things like right. that. Let somebody else do Corn. it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we reach out um, where we can mm -hmm. and our menu, it started small and it's not, I mean, we've kind of grown into almost back to where it was. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're still, we're still, I mean, we, we also still order from Greenleaf and, you know, we, we have some other purveyors that we, that, that we get, you know, things from, but um, yeah, I mean, we're not, we're, I'd say we're maybe 25% out of our garden, mm -hmm. which is, that's great. Which Thank is great. You. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, that yeah. is huge. I mean, we could only, I mean, when we had it at imagery, that farm, we were doing, taking everything we could only it was only six to eight percent of yeah. what we needed yeah and that but was yeah, like, yeah 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 but 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 you got you guys 
probably have a bigger menu than I mean we I run yeah. with maybe six 15 items yeah no just volume I mean at the yeah. room, I mean the restaurant downtown I mean it's just total volume it was never enough I mean now I think it's just a pretty farm I the gardeners drop a CSA for me every 10 days or so like yeah. can you drop me something um but yeah so what you know like in your legacy which isn't since you're such a young man considering when you graduated high school not to bring it all the way back but what do you want people like what as you know now but what do you want people to remember you for in your chefhood wow um that's a good question um to be honest i, I don't know if I've, i figured all of that out just yet <laughs> okay um i mean at, you know what as i kind of age i, we, I turned 41 and uh two weeks ago was it july 9th whenever that was mm -hmm. um you know I, I i think less is more i mean if if, if i can put a, a dish on the menu that has three ingredients oh i know my favorite ones and it all clicks yeah that's the best. I mean, it's like everything's sourced. There's a story behind everything. If somebody's interested, if they're not, then they're eating it and they're fine. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I feel like um, I, that that's the direction that we're evolving to. And, you know, like from, from catering, you know, this is a kind of a new challenge. It's, you know, o o I mean, over the years, you kind of let clients dictate, you know, there's a lot of customization or there's the opportunity for a lot of customization. And sometimes you feel like, well, if I don't do this for them, then we're going to lose them or blah, blah, blah. But I think as you kind of take a step back, it's like, you're not meant for everybody and everybody's yeah. not meant for you. So it's like, if this is your style and this is what you're going to stick to and you're in the game long enough, you're going to, that's who you're going to attract. And, and, and I feel like as you mature and you, you begin to understand that it's like, I mean, you know, sometimes there's so much food going on. Some of these parties, it's like, I'm looking at it. I'm just like, how the hell did we get here? And how are we going to do this? Mm -hmm. And now, especially with the new models and the new staffing ratios, now you can't do it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, like now they can't have it because it's not going to happen. No, so, I mean, we've like taken a lot of stuff offline. I mean, I mean, not only it. that, it's like, yeah, it used to be, oh, pick two entrees and three sides and blah, blah, blah. And now we're like, no, 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 no. You get one entree. We'll accommodate all the allergies. If you want the second entree, you're gonna pay X amount for more staff, which you probably won't want, but this is, this is how it's gonna be. And, that's, and this, is a, this is the new 2021. This is how we're all gonna survive this and get out of, of this. Mm -hmm. And it all leads to simplicity. And you know, I, I look at guys like um, Alain Passard and Michel Bra and, like, and all these kind of old school you know, godfathers of French mm -hmm. cuisine. And then um, I, you start, you, I kind of start seeing it also in these new guys. I mean, Grant's not there yet, Ackett's, but you know, you look at um, all these little offshoots of Thomas Keller and Danielle and uh, you know, all, all the guys I used to work for. And you know, we don't communicate other than a like on Instagram, but I, I watch their food, I study what they're doing and we're all doing the same thing. We're all going in the same direction right now. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, if I don't have to spend 15 hours a day in a kitchen then that's that's a plus and i, yeah. I feel like you, you got to focus on 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 product and and also being extremely resilient and creative and being able to to get through these crazy unprecedented times i mean somebody can look back and say wow that guy actually made it 20 25 years 
mm-hmm. in you know from 2010 to 2030 yeah. and then shit and then maybe, well, maybe i'll I maybe i can cash out and be an instructor at cia and be a private <laughs> chef or something i don't know <laughs> i know i just like i never thought like at year 23 that we would be like having to rethink our whole business you know what you know what though the, the funny thing was that like i woke up yesterday or the, the maybe it was this morning and i was actually pretty excited about creating a dining space in my parking lot as crazy that's, that's and, awesome. and like yeah. like as exciting as is crazy and expensive or the fifty sixty thousand dollars i'm gonna have to spend doing it i'm <laughs> like you know what you know let's do it like let's go i'm, I'm ready <laughs> because the alternative is dead it, it's right. like you know, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, good questions to think about. So I'll watch what you do for a while. Hey, I'll just keep, <laughs> I'll just keep swinging at balls and see which one I can hit. That's I'm what ready. we say. We just keep, it just keeps sticking to the wall. I mean, we did, even in the park, we did the first three weeks, we were like, okay, we're going to do a set family style menu for 50 bucks. And you just, you know, limited service limited contact make a reservation you have your table blah 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 and we're cooking on the plaza so yeah yeah no, i saw that yeah it's so much work oh my god this week I know. Changing. That, you know yeah the, the first thing i thought was god what a pain in the ass horrible <laughs> horrible and only to be there well listen Cause, you're cause laughing, I, you know, I, you I, know, I know that i know that pain. down to your parking lot i know and that pain it's it's horrible yeah it's totally like catering yeah. <laughs> and they're bringing stuff so next this week we're changing it up it's going to be way more casual bamboo get rid of the plates get rid of the china yeah you know give people you know burgers and sandwiches and salads and snacks and make it easy and you know Hey, look, look, I mean, you know, a lot of this is you got to pay attention to what works. You got to be honest yeah. with yourself and you got to, you, you can't put like a, you know, square peg in a round hole. Right. Well, we were busy. I mean, that concept was fine. People were right, like, right. But, but, but like, is it working oh, for you? Right. Exactly. That's, that's, I mean, it's, it's exactly. got to work for everybody. It's not. No, Mm-mm. no, we, we do find ourselves being a little bit more selfish than we would have 10 years ago. You know, we would jump yeah, back sure. to figure it out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ari, you know what you need? Yeah. You need a you need a food truck. Really? He has a food truck. <laughs> you do you already have a food truck? No, I mean I don't want a food I, the reason why I don't want a food truck is I would never want to work in a food truck. And I and I, I honestly I wouldn't get excited about I, I don't think I could put the passion and the excitement in a project like that. Um, I do, we do have a, a fully functioning mobile kitchen, um, that's completely self, self-sustained. Um, it, it was called park one, two, one mobile. And now, you know, there's a gas deck oven there. I mean, you can feed 300 people in, in two hours with, with, that's food great. Food. it's great. Yeah. It's just, you know, we're, we're, we're sitting on it right now. Like we're, you know, what are we going to do with it? Um, I do, have, I, I have a wood oven, but you know, it, it's like to do those right if somebody hires me for for an event it's it's an all day i mean that you know the 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 oven gets lit at seven o'clock in the morning for for dinner event yeah and you're babysitting this thing the whole day or somebody is so you know it's 
right there, it's like a $500 ordeal to light it and keep it staffed and have somebody watch it the whole day before you even start talking about an event. So it's, it's <laughs> And I, I, I was completely joking with you. I'm only trying to sell Sandra's uh, food truck to you. I already sold it. Oh, yeah. really? <laughs> oh, you did. But, Ari, with those, with those numbers you're talking about, you could go park that thing over in Oakmont on specific days. Let's say Friday and Saturday and make a killing for yeah, everyone that lives in the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. They would love it. I wouldn't yeah. want to work in it, but yeah, <laughs> I think you yeah. Why, why, why sell it? You just done done with it? Oh, for a later conversation. <laughs> okay, yeah. was that yeah. not supposed to be out there? <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's you know, it, it's very interesting. We have just over the years we have put a whole lot on our plates. We've got a whole lot making all of our bacon, all of our charcuterie, all of our, you know, you know, having ten house wines, doing everything we're doing, the catering, sweet tea, the bake shop. It's a lot. And when you, what I really realized, and as years went, I, I mean, honestly, when I left Fianza in. 97 i said i'm gonna go to glen ellen i'm gonna open this 40 seat restaurant i'm gonna know everybody i'm gonna make a pie and i don't bake but that's what i thought i was going to within a year or two i was like i am bored out of my mind i need another project and then i need another project i need another project and where i sit right now is like oh my god everything is slowing down and shutting down around me and things are getting smaller and we still have all this stuff so yeah. unraveling is so much harder than ramping up and so we are definitely just looking at every single part of our business going what's going to make sense for the future what are we really committed to and what changes do we need to make and it, there there's going to be a lot of hard calls coming up yeah uh, and and actually i'm excited about that i'm excited for the challenge to figure out how we can still be you know really profitable company without all these what do you call it balls in the air i guess that's what you call it balls in the air yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so there you go. And I yeah. think that's what everyone's doing right now, right? Not just yeah. not just not just businesses, but but families. That's yeah, what they're your doing. Life and, you're yeah, canceling totally. your Spotify and your I mean anything you can absolutely live without. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, we we made some changes with our with our kids and schools just now. Oh. Uh, it's just like Are that's you gonna a whole do nother... a pod? Huh? Are you going to do like a a school pod with some um, people? No, I mean, we just had, a, you know, we, we just made a, a, a tough call um, and, and just changed, changed schools, honestly, um, mm -hmm. because it was just, I mean, you know, you can imagine it's like March happened and then we have three kids who are, who are homeschooled um, yeah. and that changed our perspective on everything, yeah. really. I mean, it was just, it was crazy. Yeah, well, was, parents aren't trained to be teachers. <laughs> no, clearly. You know? And then you start um, thinking they're going to be adults one day. You know. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I mean, we have we we had a lot of support. We were very very lucky. Um, I, I you know I will say that we did not do that on our own. But, but it's like. Yeah, yeah, but it, but it's it, yeah that too, and and it's just like, we just kind of approached this year a little differently, and we we prioritized different things, and 
you know, we'll see, we'll just see, see how it goes. Um, but yeah, that was a big shift. That was a big change. But you feel Crazy. good about it, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more at peace about a decision now. That was, that was one of the things was lingering. It's kind of like, you know, as, as a parent, um, knowingly putting your kid in a situation that is not great just because you're, you know, it is what it is. It's not, that will eat away at you mm -hmm. <laughs> way more than um, whatever financial, you know, pony up you got you to figure out. I mean, it's just like, yeah. it was, it was freaked out. I, I mean, last night, actually, we made the decision in final and last night I got a good night's sleep in the first time for a while. I mean, you know, it's like the, the business is just cannon fodder at this point. It's just like, yeah, that's, that's been going on. That's nothing new. Mm -hmm. And then there's a whole new set of challenges. So, um, yeah, well, you know, hey, listen, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> People keep throwing that at me. I'm like, oh. That better be fucking true, man. It better be true. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Nicole Delisantina said that to me, texted me that the other day. That's really funny. Um, I think it'll be true. I think it'll be true. Well, okay. anyway, um, people can go to the Glen Ellen Star in Glen Ellen. When uh, seven days a week, lunch and dinner, or just well, dinner? no, we're so we're seven days starting August tenth. Uh, we're five days a week for dinner now, Wednesday to Sunday. We were doing lunch, but when we uh, we got our seating back, we we kind of phased out lunch. Um, but yeah, yeah, we're uh, five Wednesday to Sunday now, and again seven days a week starting August tenth. Online ordering starts at four thirty. Okay, and then um, website glenellenstar.com. Yeah, that's it. Okay, and catering company, you can get the info there too. Yeah, yeah, you can, or or it's um, parkavcater.com. Okay. But yeah, either Very either cool. way. Well, hey, thanks for having me on the show, Sandra. Appreciate oh, thank it. Thank you. Thanks and, for and, taking yeah, good time. to see you, Brian. Yeah, good to see you, Ari. You've been doing a great job, by the way. I drive by four or five days a week. Um, uh, I go through Glen Allen and, oh, yeah. and you guys always got stuff going on and I, I encourage anyone that's, um, that's either picking up food or, or eating at the restaurant to pick up some Dane Cellar Zinfandel as well. <laughs> I just had to get that in there. I knew you were going to do that. My heart. <laughs> that's right. I got to support my friend. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, sorry, real quick, Brian, the uh, Airstream, is that, is, is that what you guys are doing? Yeah, so at the Fairmont, you know, we, we've had that thing for probably two years, and it was just a yeah. matter of getting um, getting all the legal stuff done and then getting the funding to get the legal stuff done. Um, so it's it's a, it's live and official on Friday and Saturdays, 5 to 10, right in front of the Fairmont. Got nice. table, tables out there, socially distanced, fire pits, beer, wine, and cocktails uh, available. And um, That's awesome. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it was good for people on, you know, on that side, I know you're. You guys are both sort of at the other end of Glen Ellen, and we're at the the boys. The no, boys yeah, side yeah, but it. still, I mean, you know, we were looking for dinner last Saturday night, and then you know, I, I had to cook again, which, you know, <laughs> I'm done cooking, man. I'm done. Yeah, yeah, it's tough when Ari Weisswasser can't get a table at a restaurant, Sandra. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't try hard. I just, you know what, you know what, I was happy. Everybody was busy, honestly. Yeah, I was like, no, I, was, I was excited. That was the way yeah. it was. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have to do what what Sam does. Sam always says, uh, "Do you have a table for Phil Katuri?" <laughs> you guys, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to say yes sometimes now. Yeah, you got to throw the Benziger name out there too. Yeah. I'm sure that yeah <laughs> that, that helps. Yeah, maybe sometimes. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs>
All right, right, guys. All right, well, hey, thanks for having me on, Sandra and Brian. Good to see you guys, and uh, I'll I'll see you around. All right, thanks, Harry. Take care. All right, guys, if you want to check out past episodes, you can go to the radiomisfits.com. I always recommend going to thebikegoeson.com. You can uh, download the episodes on Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, Himalaya, iHeartRadio, all those platforms. Be safe out there. We appreciate the support. Appreciate you listening in, and we'll look forward to talking to you next.